Iowa everywhere. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. John Miller is back with reaction from this week's game. Only on Iowa Everywhere. From the Channel Seat Studios, it's Hawkeye Sundays. Hawkeye reaction show following Iowa's 15-6 victory against Wisconsin in Madison on Saturday. And in a game where Iowa didn't have an attempted pass in the fourth quarter, where Iowa scored or Iowa passed collectively for 37 yards, which is the lowest ever passing yards in an Iowa win in the Kirk Ferentz era, which, duh, not surprising. Uh, In a game where the offense scored just one touchdown, and that was enough had no other points been scored by Iowa the rest of the game to win it. The Hawkeyes clawed. They found a way. I did not give them barely any chance to win this game. Matter of fact, and I'm still playing on house money as it relates to my wagers this year, I made the largest single wager I'd ever made on a football game. Now, it was not four figures. I'm never going to do that. But that's how confident I was, and I am absolutely ecstatic to not win that bet, uh, or to rather even lose the bet. Let's just call it like it is. It was one play, it turned out, that the offense needed, and it held up because the defense put forth an amazing effort. Torrey Taylor put forth maybe one of the – it has to be one of the top five – I would say – I could say top ten and not be wrong. Maybe even top five best punting games in Iowa history. Now, Niall Kinnick one time punted for something like 15 or 16 times for over 700 yards in an Iowa 7-6 victory over then number one Notre Dame way back in the day. Torrey Taylor did not do that. Let's start with Torrey Taylor for this. Ten punts, 506 yards. That's an average of 50.6, a long of 62 Six of them downed inside the 20, and five of them were over 50 yards. He was the Big Ten's special teams player of the week last week. He absolutely should be the Big Ten special teams player of the week this week. Drew Stevens, field goals, good from 48, good from 40. Uh, I mean, Fantastic. Special teams did an amazing job. The only breakdown on special teams was that uh, fair catch interference where you have to do it twice. Did he do it twice? On the replay, I only saw it once, but maybe he did it earlier than that because the replay wasn't uh, for the entire play. Um, 
Another player to point out before we dive into some more macro-level things, uh, Sebastian Castro. Seven tackles, all solos, two for loss, one interception. He could have taken that to the house and had a pick six at the end, but Iowa didn't need it. He sat down on his rump, which I'm sure made his coach very happy and proud. Also had a pass breakup, forced a fumble. I mean, this was an incredible, incredible game by Sebastian Castro. This is the type of game that moves you up on the draft boards to a third or fourth round selection, especially considering what Iowa's cash players who've played the cast position have done really since uh, Hooker, uh, you know, kind of was the first guy that Iowa used when they began to deploy that formation. It's the first time Iowa could play heavy cash against Wisconsin ever because Wisconsin made those offensive changes, those schematic changes. And uh, I was texting with a friend of mine during the game who happens to be a Wisconsin fan. I'm like, bro, how are you feeling watching this, considering that you could you know, usually maul people all the time? And you know, Wisconsin in this game, they had 104 rushing yards. Okay, we'll give them that. But they averaged just 3.7 yards per carry, and that is very, very low. Braylon Allen... Uh, 18 attempts, 87 yards. He's going to wake up tomorrow knowing that he just played in a Big Ten football game because he got his ass kicked. And Iowa just punished him all day long. No, didn't help that Tanner Mordecai was knocked out of the game in the first half with that hand injury. But, hey, Iowa wasn't playing with its number one quarterback. It was playing with its number two quarterback, who, by the way, Deacon Hill went 6 of 14, for 37 yards. Now that's a 43% completion, which is actually better than his uh, season statistics. This, uh, I think he is, so I, I sent this to a buddy of mine, uh, Barney, who asked me in, in the third quarter what, uh, what Hill's statistics were so far this year. And I typed these things up with still time left in the third quarter, but I didn't have to redo the math because Iowa didn't attempt to pass in the fourth quarter. 27 of 70 this season, that is 38.6% completion percentage for 311 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. And Iowa won the game. You know, I have a number of very close friends that are not Iowa fans because I moved to Illinois for my senior year of high school. And not only are they not Iowa fans, they absolutely hate Iowa. One of them texted me a very popular or this will be a meme that Iowa fans are familiar with it's if you've watched Breaking Bad when Jesse in the uh, TV show yells out how does he keep getting away with this and he texted me that about Iowa how does Iowa keep getting away with this how do they keep getting away with 37 yards passing in a game and just six completions in a game against a very quality Big Ten football program on the road and they win it by nine points. I don't know. I don't have the answer. Iowa on this day, 200 rushing yards. Uh, LaShawn Williams with 174 rushing yards. You saw the graphic during the game. That's the most rushing yards against Wisconsin, or was it against Wisconsin or at Wisconsin? One of the two since uh, Cedric Shaw had 214 yards against the Badgers in 1995. I know Sean Green had a pretty big game against the Badgers in 08, but maybe it was. I, we, we know that he had 100 because he had 100 in every game at season but maybe it wasn't as uh, 174 but I think he did have three touchdowns in that game 
Uh, Iowa's first back-to-back wins against Wisconsin since 08 and 09. And uh, I absolutely uh, hate and loathe Wisconsin. And I love to see that. Total yards for Iowa? 237, probably really close to their season average, I'm guessing, probably within 10 yards of their horrible season average. Wisconsin had 332. Uh, Five penalties for Iowa, seven Wisconsin. Iowa had nine first downs to 18 for the Badgers. But Wisconsin, just two of 17 on third down. Iowa not much better at four of 17. Um on first, the, their average distance to go both teams, 6.6 for Iowa and 6.7 for Wisconsin. So neither team did a good job on uh, third downs. Iowa ran 62 plays to Wisconsin's 78. Iowa averaged 3.8 per play, Wisconsin 4.3. Uh, Iowa averaged 4.2 yards per rush. Now, you take away that 82 yards, Iowa still gained 118 yards uh, against Wisconsin. Now, the average would have been horrible. Iowa had 48 rushing attempts because this game, I think Kirk put this into the lockbox mentality after the first quarter. Uh, Basically, it's like, okay, if Wisconsin does something, if they tie it up, then we got to go back. But until they do that, let's not get crazy. I'm convinced that's what happened. I'm convinced that conversation either took place or Kirk thought it. Time of possession, nearly identical for both teams. Wisconsin with two turnovers, none for Iowa. The Badgers with nine tackles for loss to four for Iowa. I mean, it's just, it's, it's incredible that Iowa won this game, that Iowa continues to win games like this. I mean, if I was somebody that hated Iowa, it would drive me crazy as well. Again, Iowa didn't attempt a pass over the last 18 minutes and 51 seconds of this game. And during much of that time, they only led by one score. Just unbelievable what happened. Unbelievable. Iowa had its backup quarterback. They were down to its fourth, fifth, and sixth string tight ends as Eric All looks like he may have suffered a serious injury in the first half. Um, it's, it's truly remarkable that they got the dub. Now, days like today, when you're playing against what I consider to be a heated rival. Wisconsin's the team that I most want to see Iowa win every year with Nebraska coming up hard on the outside. But for, but when you beat Wisconsin, it means something typically. This Wisconsin team is, they got a lot of work to do. And it will be interesting to see how much patience Wisconsin fans have with Luke Fickle and this Switch to a version of the air raid. Didn't look a lot, didn't look very air raidish. Uh, certainly not a, you know, for all the talk of tempo that we heard out of Wisconsin this summer, that was not a huge tempo games. Mark Morehouse just tweeted, <laughs> our, our very, very dear friend, Mark Morehouse, my favorite bud tender on the planet, and I know several, tweeted this Jules's wallets for Iowa's defense. And what Mark is referring to is Jules from Pulp Fiction. And if you've watched Pulp Fiction, the last scene of the movie, when uh, Ringo asks for Jules's wallet, and you know what's written on the wallet. If you don't, look it up. 
I'll, I'll save exp- this will be an expletive free podcast more than likely. Gotta love Mark. Always do. Um, looking over Ian, Ian, we talked about Castro. We talked about Tory Taylor. I'm surprised that Wisconsin did not run the ball more. 3.7 yards per carry isn't bad. That's not a reason to bail on the running game. I Wisconsin did not adjust to what it looked like Iowa was giving them, especially after Mordecai went down and you bring in a backup who'd only thrown one pass ever before then and you have him throw the ball 30 times. Wisconsin threw the ball 50 times today. And it was a one-score game for most all of the game until Iowa kicked that field goal with less than two minutes left. That, if I was a Wisconsin fan, that would piss me off to no end. It was a one-score game for 58 of the 60 minutes. And you threw the ball 50 times. I don't care that you've gone to this air raid. You can still run out of uh, 11 personnel very effectively, as I'm sure Wisconsin has done most of this season. Three receivers, one running back. Iowa only would have a five and six man box, five and six men in the box at that point in time. And Wisconsin just didn't do it. I'm not saying they didn't do it at all. They just, but they didn't go back to it. They just kept getting too cute. And that would really burn my ass if I was a Wisconsin fan. Wisconsin played that way too cute. And at the end of the day, it's the Hawkeyes that emerge victorious. It's the Hawkeyes that now find themselves tied are sitting alone on top of the Big Ten West. They're tied in the loss column with Wisconsin. Iowa is 3-1, and one, and Wisconsin is 2-1. and one. Uh, Iowa plays next weekend at home against Minnesota before a bye week. Now, Wisconsin, the Badgers, they're scheduled the rest of the way. And we, we were talking about Wisconsin before the season, and I, both Iowa and Wisconsin's schedules were very, very favorable for each of those teams. And it very much looked like that the winner of this game in Madison would likely win the Big Ten West. Now, that was before Iowa lost its number one quarterback in Caden McNamara. Who knows how long um, Mordecai is going to be out for. Wisconsin's next game is at Illinois. And, you know, Illinois is not as good this year as I thought that they would be, I think as as most people thought that they would be, but they still have a decent defense, and they just beat Maryland twenty seven to twenty four at Maryland. Another one of my favorite picks this weekend. Maryland minus fourteen. They lose it outright. Man, I got crushed on college football. Maybe it's not the prince of the parlays; it's the putts of the parlays right now. So I would not just hand Wisconsin that game. Illinois has played Wisconsin very tough. You know that Brett Bielema is going to be, you know, he doesn't play, but certainly going to be a little more pep in his step for that one than just your every normal game. So I could see them losing that, but say they won that. They're not going to win at home against Wisconsin on October the 28th. After that, they're at Indiana. That's a win. They're home against Northwestern. That's again. They're home against a, a win. They're home against Nebraska. That's a likely win. And then they're at Minnesota at the end of the year. And that game actually has been very competitive and exciting for the last several seasons. 
So I think let's just say there's a minimum of one, I think for sure, loss for Wisconsin left on the schedule. That would be two losses. Badgers at seven and two. Well, Iowa can lose again and still win the Big Ten West. Iowa now has the tiebreaker against Wisconsin because of the head-to-head. Iowa schedule next week at home against Minnesota. Then at Wrigley Field against Northwestern after the bye week. Home against Rutgers. Home against Illinois and at Nebraska. I see a lot. I, I see a number of games that maybe don't get out of. Uh, it's not even first one to twenty. It's first one to maybe thirteen wins. But even as bad as Iowa's offense has been this season, and Iowa's offense is trending for the worst since probably, I don't know, the 70s or the 50s or the 40s. Certainly in contemporary football, it's the worst they've ever had. It's even worse than last year. But you know what? They count up wins. And this Iowa team now, at 6-1 and one overall for the second year in a row, second season in a row that Iowa's offense has been the worst, you could make a case the worst in college football. And in each of these last two seasons, they've been 6-1 and one at one point in time during the season. That is incredible. It's a testament to Iowa's defense. Torrey Taylor, without Torrey Taylor, this team maybe, I don't know, they probably have a couple more losses. Don't know that they would have won today without Torrey Taylor. But here they are. Here are your Iowa Hawkeyes, and they are controlling their own destiny, and they have room to spare. They can lose one more game so long as Wisconsin doesn't upset uh, Ohio State, which I do not expect that they will. The Hawkeyes find themselves. Had Wisconsin won this game, they would have needed to lose, I think, three times for Iowa to go to Indianapolis. Didn't happen didn't happen so at any rate that was a very gutty victory very gutty victory i imagine that in the locker room after this game kirk ferentz may set a record for a number of tears shed well you know what probably that 2004 game that against Penn State, the 6-4 game that was on the eve of, or actually just shortly after his dad had passed away, that's probably still going to be the most. But um, I can't imagine how proud of his team that he is because of the adversity they face. They face. And, and, and the last thing I want to bring up, 2004, there was one point during the game, I'm like, this sort of feels like the reverse 2004 season coming up. LaShawn Williams running effectively. Uh, Caleb... Uh, See what did, what did he have? Johnson had 17 catches or 17 rushes for 35 yards. Not as good. This was Lashawn Williams's day. Last week was Johnson's day. But the reverse 2004. In 2004, Iowa was two was two and two, following a loss at Michigan. They'd gotten killed down at Arizona State. But they were down to their fifth string running back, Sam Brownlee. And basically, Iowa probably was a 66 uh, to 70 percent pass tendency the rest of the season with Drew Tate, and they didn't lose another game. I'm not saying that Iowa can get away with 14 pass attempts the rest of the way. They're gonna have to complete some passes, but. Um, Iowa's offensive line today, even though there were nine tackles for loss, Wisconsin, they were loading up the box. And Iowa still was able to grind some things out. 
They were still able to move the chains at times when they needed to. Obviously, the defense played lights out. So did Tory Taylor. But this uh, almost feels like the Bizarro 2004. It's Bizarro uh, on all levels. And I hate Wisconsin. You know what? Wisconsin. All right, we now welcome into the Channel Seed Studios. This is Hawkeye Sunday presented by Color Manufacturing, joined by Chad Winterbor. You know, Chad, we're back here again. We could do a blind resume on <laughs> Iowa wins. They run the ball effectively. They play defense, and Tory Taylor's the story of the game. And you'd have no idea what game we're talking about. Today we're talking Wisconsin. Iowa pulls out a win over Wisconsin. What do you think of the Hawkeyes' win? It was exactly exactly what you thought they had to do to win the game, basically. Um, defense was phenomenal. Torrey Taylor was phenomenal. And they've decided to run the ball because they know Deacon Hill can't win them games with his arm. So we're just going to run the ball as much as we possibly can. And they got one long run that basically won the game for them. Um, yes, it, it's going to be the same thing every week, I think, because it – clearly Deacon Hill is not going to be able to put up the stats that they need from the air. So you just run the ball and then rely on your special teams and your defense. That's it. It's a pretty simple formula at this point <laughs> in the year for him. Yeah, it is. I, and, and kudos to that defense. I mean, I thought Castro and Higgins were phenomenal. Absolutely. Just the defense in general was great. Um, I thought even in that first half, after the first Wisconsin drive, it looked like they got into the Wisconsin quarterback's head. Uh, he looked uncomfortable. His feet were moving all over the place. Um, it almost seemed like maybe the best thing that happened to Wisconsin was that the new quarterback came in because he looked a little more comfortable, I thought. Um, but then clearly it just wasn't enough. He, they just couldn't move the ball in Iowa's defense, and, and Taylor kept putting him in in horrible field positions. So um, just, yeah, props to the defense and, and Torrey Taylor. This win puts Iowa in a great position for a big yep. 12, or first, excuse me, for a Big Ten title game berth. They play Minnesota next week, followed by Northwestern, Rutgers, Illinois, Nebraska. I don't see them losing any of those games. How about you? I don't either. I, they're not going to blow anybody out, and they're all going to be nail biters, I think, but they're all going to be just like these last two games. It's going to come down to defense and special teams and they'll run the ball just well enough. I mean, their offensive line, I think probably has improved a little bit. The running game is giving them what they need. But yeah. I just don't see any of those teams beating them, but they're all going to be close. The With question you. is, will, will Brian Ferentz be able to even in any of those games, get above the 25 point barrier. Right. But, um it doesn't matter that they're winning ball games and that's all that matters. You're absolutely right. Any last thoughts before we get out of here? No, I just, it's, it's ugly to watch and it's painful to watch. Uh, I'd much rather watch Oregon and Washington, the way they move the ball up. Hey, that, that's but big 10 football. It is big 10 football. And I think until Iowa has to start playing some of those schools like a Washington and Oregon and USC, this formula works. And I think the most interesting thing will be next year. Are Kirk and Brian still around? Do they still use the same formula and, and can they somehow make it work against those teams? Cause that's going to be a whole nother challenge. Yeah. It'll certainly be interesting once we get all these new conferences aligned and whatnot, Chad, thank you for your time as always. This thank has you, been Aiden. Hawkeye Sunday presented by Keller manufacturing from the channel seed studios. We'll see you next time. Iowa everywhere.